Today in our podcast, we're going to be talking with Kalena Cotton. Hi. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and we're going to be talking about the subject of LBGTQ AAIP. LMNOP. No, no, there's actual so many more letters. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyways, if you have kids, usually this is a mostly friendly family uh, podcast, but if you have kids, don't want them to listen to it, fair enough. Um, also, maybe a good one. So, Kalina, thank you so much for your vulnerability, and so let's get into it. Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. Why are you nervous? Dude, I don't know. I'm nervous. So, nervous. so the reason I'm nervous is this is the first setup like this. I used to record into my computer directly. Okay. But we kept getting having issues with it. Oh. So I'm doing a new setup, which makes it look far more intense, doesn't it? It is so intense. <laughs> but it's so intimidating. But we'll see. And a bonus is guests and I can wear headphones now. True. Was that not like Mm-mm. a thing that you guys did? I couldn't do it before. Oh. Now you can. So it's just one of y'all? Only me. How awkward. <laughs> well, it was fine, except, well, then what happened? This was part of the issue. So then there would be a reverb. So I would say something, but then it would, like like this. I would say something. I would say something. Mm-hmm. Like, it kept. Oh, no. It was like a del- And so finally, I would just put the headphones down. I'm clotchy in my mouth. Um, And... And I was just put them down and then basically not know how it turned out until after oh, when I could so hear it. so it's like a fun surprise. Oh, my God. Fun being the operative word there. <laughs> um, it was... Not a fun surprise. Not a fun surprise. Not Christmas. Because the last two mm-hmm. prior to this new setup, hence this new setup, it didn't record. <gasps> no. So I had to use the raw audio from the camera. I did some editing, came out... Eh, not great, but not. It wasn't great. Hence, I'm sorry, bud. Hence this new setup. <laughs> so, fun fact yeah, though. Okay. So, Lacey and I come in Fridays. We record Fridays. Mm-hmm. Come in Fridays with this new setup. I'm like, good. Finally, I, you know, babe, I can test this all out on you and, you know, see what happens. So, we get it all set up. It looks good, it looks fresh. And um, we both, I literally sit down. Because we're, like, getting in. You know, we're, okay, mm-hmm. sit down, record. I hit record. Everything shuts off. And I'm like, <laughs> She goes, this is after about a half hour of, like, pre, pre-testing and everything. I'm like, you go home. I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. You know what? Just leave me here. So she, she left. Not get, so I sat literally for, like, five minutes just like, I'm just choking back tears. What am I doing? Yeah. She leaves. God? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she leaves. I unplug everything, plug everything back in, and it works. So it was really just like one of those, have you tried plugging it? I don't know. No, it, no, like, no, it had. That's so, so sad for you, man. Anyways, I think there was a reason. I have yet to discover that reason. It tested my patience. <laughs> if nothing else, that's yeah, what it, it is. it was a learning experience. Yeah. Do you want any water? Do you need anything? 
I have a pitcher. Do you? I have a glass. I can go. Yeah. What I mug? love this little. What little mug do you thing want? You got. I have a. Can I get the one that says "Best Son Ever"? What? <laughs> sure. It has like it has a uh, DoTerra drops. You in know it. what? No. <laughs> so you have brothers Barber and Beard. Uh huh. You have a nice octopus. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's other than the one I'm drinking I feel like that of. looks aesthetically pleasing next to your yeah. cup. <sighs> Hi, Klena. Hey, what's <laughs> after, up, man? After that <laughs> intro. <laughs> We're doing good. I'm happy. I'm excited. Everything sounds mostly good. Um, I'm here with my friend, Klena. Hey. <laughs> you're so nervous. You're, you're cracking me up. Tell me... Take a sip. Go ahead. I'll give you a second. There we go. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Tell me about yourself. So, I have uh, I have a few questions. Mm-hmm. So, number one, who are you? Like, what do you do for occupation? Why are you here? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that a question? Um, I'm Kalina. I. Why are you going over there? Because I'm comfy right here. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Just <laughs> casually running away no, from you're the microphone. Great. Yeah, exactly. Hi, no, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm Kalena. I'm a worship leader here. <laughs> I'm running away and you from do, And you do know how to use a mic. So. <laughs> I do, I promise. Um, for occupation, I manage a coffee shop. Oh, okay. Yeah, which... I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's new. It was something that kind of fell into my lap. Okay. Yeah. What coffee shop? It's Kinda Coffee in Cottonwood Shores. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, which okay. means that business is pretty darn slow. Um, okay. But that just means that I get to sit hey, and drink coffee all day on a couch. It's not so, a bad job. You know what? Like it paid to do something I love. I'm I'm down for it. Do they have a couch there? Three. So wait, wait, wait. It's not like a coffee stand where people drive Mm-mm. by and no, okay. It's, it's like a strip mall. Really? Yeah, but and we have a drive-through and everything. It's Cottonwood Shores. It's it's a super cool spot. Hmm. I'm going to have to pop in and see it. You should. Um, I'm just turning off notifications. Otherwise, this is going to be light. Lighten up. Um, that's great. Um, let's see. Oh, favorite way to waste time. Oh, gosh. TikTok. Ser- Wait, no, seriously. Yeah. No, it's a problem. No, like making TikToks? No, or no, no, no. Watching, watching them. Watching them. It's so entertaining, and it's it does something to my brain because it's just 30 seconds, and then every 30 seconds it's something new and funny, and it's I could waste my entire life on there, I swear. Oh, color now. It's bad. Or this is my recent one. I re-downloaded Pokemon Go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Am I talking to, like, a junior <laughs> hire right now? Yes. Yes, you are. No, it's so For fun. the record, she is not a junior hire. <laughs> I am 23. <laughs> After, after that, I wouldn't have admitted to that. Hey, you know what? There are worse things that I, as a 23-year-old, could be doing. This is Pokemon Go. It's fun. And I, like, I did it once. I did it once, but it, and it, that's it. I just did it once, and I was like, oh. Okay. I mean, I roped my friends into it now, and so we'll like drive to the city and find all of the Pokemon stuff. This is embarrassing. Of the, this is embarrassing. Of all of the wasting times that people have shared with me, <laughs> this is the only one I would agree is fully a waste, waste of time. time? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Yeah, I love to read 
novels and no it's funny because people like uh had my brother on one time and he was like you know i get lost in youtubes and i'm like oh okay no that makes sense because you can there's some educational ones and like i like woodworking so i'll get into woodworking yeah i have no redeemable <laughs> come back for you though i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm I'm not. This is fantastic listening. This is so, so amazing. <laughs> this is what our podcast is about. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So, hold on. TikTok. I gotta get back to that. Why? Dude, have you have you like gone on TikTok before? It's, once. It's <laughs> once again. Amazing. Once. No, it's horrible. It is my favorite platform. It is a. I was going to say a dirty, dirty platform. You know what? It depends on which, like, which side of TikTok that you're on. Because there are some where it's like like DIY TikTok, where it's watching a family build a, like, a live-in van. Yeah, but or... why wouldn't you do that on YouTube? Because this one is only one minute. <coughs> you're going you're gonna to learn how to build a van in <laughs> one minute? It's in hyperspeed. It's amazing, dude. You In hyperspeed? Yeah, see, you have the opinion that everybody has of TikTok before they actually download no. TikTok? So my brother, he continues to text me and my other brother mm-hmm. TikTok recommendations. And we're like, dude, are you really on TikTok? And he goes, no, I just get them forwarded to me. So the only TikToks I've seen, excuse me, are ones that he's forwarded <coughs> or um, like in it. But then like even with those, like some of the recommendations, I'm like, this is a horrible platform. <laughs> like, other than like the two or three incredibly funny TikToks I've seen, two or three. <laughs> I don't think you're on the right side of TikTok, man. Uh, it's whatever it side my brother's on. The funniest, <laughs> the funniest platform. And this, I grew up on YouTube. Right. Like the dawn of well, YouTube. If I had to, so you know we're off social media, right? Yes. Well, we're not, we are, we're, we've not been on since. I was lying. I did not know that. That's fine. Last October. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, um. Is that why you don't ever like my stuff anymore? Ah. 100%. I was taking it personally. No, you should. (laughs) (laughs) No, so it was really funny because it was when we were launching our book and we had both Lacey and I were media-ish savvy we had a production company we were like man we're gonna market the stuff out of this you know we're gonna do it good yeah exactly and i genuinely god said uh no i want you to take 30 days off social media just 30 days like that that started 30 days and i was like yeah you don't understand we're literally launching this campaign to launch our book it was like the following week he goes no i want you to take 30 days off so i go Fair enough. I will take November off, I think it was. Yeah. So I had like a few days left in October so I could like hurry up and schedule stuff. I'm like, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to hurry up and just bust out a bunch of scheduled stuff. And I woke up the next day, the day I was going to schedule things. He goes, all right, starts today. And I'm like, come on. No. (laughs) Yeah. So had a fantastic launch of the book, though. Mm Mm-hmm had way more sold than I thought and um, that really I never went back to it it was the most relaxing 30 days I'd taken prior to not going back I feel like I'd be so bored um fair enough like the first week or so you kind of like a crack addict with Mm -hmm. you know the 
uh, yeah. what do you call them? Where they get off yeah. crack? <laughs> like a junkie? Yeah, no, but what is it when they come off? What is that called? Oh, there's a word for it. Come on! Dude, help me! I've never done crack. I don't know. <laughs> Neither have I. I just watch movies. <laughs> I watch a lot what of TikToks. Co- <laughs> do a TikTok off of whatever it's called, someone getting off drugs. What is that called? Were they not oh, relapse? No, I, there, it, there is a word for it. It'll come to me in like 20 minutes. In the middle of in our discussion, middle. you'll be like, oh, this word. It's where they, nope. All of them are the bad ones, like benders. That's not it. No. The, um, withdrawal? Yeah, they go through withdrawals. Through, anyway. Sober, know. sobriety. So, no, anyways, uh, whatever. So. so, anyways, yeah, the first week was horrible getting off, but on it, honestly, after that, it, it was fine. It was good. Um, okay. Other questions I have for you. You should get off social media. <laughs> that's that's the you big listen. Anyone listening, anyone watching, should get off social media. Um favorite uh, Ooh, here we go. First response in conflict in a fight. Oh. Ready? Flight, flight, fight or freeze. I feel like it's a it's a process of both. I feel like I might be the the freezer. And then I'm like, what on earth is going on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've been in a lot of situations where I've either flown or fought. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, I, I don't really have like a, like a typical way that I Okay, go. so does it, does it depend on maybe who it is mm-hmm. or what the situation is? Who, what, when, where. Topic? Yeah. Okay. I'm okay, a, I'm no, a big like choose my battles person. So okay. sometimes I guess I'll quote unquote flight sure some situations until yeah. like a later date okay i'm a time and place girl so okay so i used to, so i was a avoider which would essentially be a flight or ish mm-hmm. flighter flighter flight yes lever so but then it was like I, I wouldn't deal with it and I would they would build up all of these things and then all of a sudden like my I have mechanical pencils and like one would break and I'd be like I would just go into this puddle of mess and and then start yelling at things. Yeah. Which then I would be a fighter <laughs> if my mechanical pencil broke. See, it's it like <laughs> depends on the situation for sure because there are some things where it's like, hey, like, this hurts my feelings. Please don't do this anymore. And so then sure. in those... I don't ever feel like I get into a position where it's like a fight. Okay. Because I'm like... I'm an over-communicator, unfortunately. But are you... Would you consider yourself, like, opinionated? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what... I guess, what are things that you... What, like, can you remember something where you're like, oh, I am way over-opinionated on this? Oh, gosh. I mean... Jeremy Cotton is my father, yeah. and he's also very opinionated. Okay. And so the discussions in my household are often us seeing eye to eye on something, mm-hmm. but us like not being able to communicate that we both see it the same way, and then us just fighting it out. But you're saying but the we're same. saying the same thing. <laughs> and then there's my mom being like, "That's what she said." <laughs> like in the oh, it's bad. So I feel. I don't know if there's anything in particular, just because I feel like it's a constant thing. Okay. Where 
I I live in my opinionatedness. You okay. Know? So everything's important to you. Yeah, everything. I'm very passionate about everything. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Last introductory question um, is, what makes you feel most cared for? So uh, five love languages. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So you have received gifts. You have words of affirmation, acts of kindness, or like service. Um, you have like physical touch and quality time. So what would you say would be yours? Oh, for sure, mine is acts of service and quality time. Acts of service and quality time? Mm-hmm. Has that ever changed for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, what What would you say it was before and how long ago or whatever? Well, I think that, like, at one point it was physical touch. Okay. And then it just wasn't. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And so, but now... It's acts of service and quality no, time. Okay. I feel like quality time has always been like the constant one, mm, but then there okay. are the other ones that kind of okay. are dancing. So like acts of service, what is something that someone's done for you that you're like, hey, oh, that's nice, that I feel cared for? The one thing, like going, taking my car and getting the oil changed is probably the nicest thing anybody has ever done for me. Are you serious? Yes, because I hate doing it you hate it you literally just schedule and drop it off no i can't do it i can't even do that or there's some that you don't even have to drop off you just pull in and <laughs> but that's sit. so awkward seriously <laughs> the whole experience i don't no, know you i go psych to the, myself out of it every you time you go to the coffee shop grab a coffee you're like i'm gonna enjoy some tiktok watching and <laughs> drink some coffee while my oil's getting changed that's fair that's fair but yeah you could go through like 30, 40 TikToks. <laughs> I could probably go through more than that, honestly. Like, ma'am, your car's been done for an hour. Ah! Just you're just sitting there, ma'am. You're going to have to pull ahead so we can get some other cars. a line of cars behind me. Oh, oh, oh my bad. I've That's... never done this before. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just watching TikToks. That's hilarious. Um, okay. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, so a few... Uh, just, I'm gonna try to steer us onto some some sort of path. <laughs> yeah, some kind of path. So a few weeks ago, you first of all, you have had a crazy couple of years. Yeah. Is that a fair statement? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. <clears throat> okay. Um, and you shared uh, plug for our teachings. You shared your story a few weeks ago. Um, just what God has been bringing you through. If you wouldn't mind sharing, can you tell us a little bit about the last couple of years? What has God been doing in you, through you, teaching you, sharing with you? Mm-hmm. All of those. Gosh, I feel like I hear a lot of stories of people coming to Christ in their maybe like 30s. And yeah. then them like having all of this like time to like go through all this stuff and then like meet the end goal but mm-hmm. I feel like mine was so condensed in such a short period of time I felt like I was running on hyper speed okay. for, for a year or so um, yeah there was a time where I was very 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 far from God okay was, and how long like how long did that time last that was gosh from when I moved to Texas until the beginning of 2020 when did you guys move to Texas 2018 20 okay so a good couple of years yeah that too um, long <laughs> that uh that time let's see so you when would you say it's your classic like when did you get saved like mm-hmm. when would you say you you started having a relationship with god i mean like i'm talking about way way 
Way, way, way back? Yeah. Well, I grew up in the church. Yeah. My mom is a was a pastor's daughter. Okay. And so we grew up going to my papa's church. And so, okay. like, God has always been, like, a main topic in my life since the moment I came into this world. Right. Um, and so I grew up going to Sunday school. My, my dad's a pastor, so I grew up being the pastor's daughter. And you are, um, for clarity's sake, you were adopted by your dad. Mm-hmm. But you are, your mom's daughter, I don't know how to say this appropriately, you're, you're adopted by your dad, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to know, like, because, like, you're saying you grew up in your papa's church, which was your mom's dad's church. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you, your mom met your dad Mm -hmm. and got married and he adopted you. When I was three. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so, growing up in the church, because your dad's a pa- your dad is a pastor now, mm-hmm. or has been a pastor. Yeah, not just now; he's been for like yeah. a decade, <laughs> very recently, yeah. in the last decade. decade. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. You grew up in the church, and you, would you say, genuinely, did you have a relationship with God growing up? Oh, 100%. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, this isn't something where you're like, oh, no, maybe I wasn't actually saved or anything like that. It was, I think that's what I'm doing. I want to paint a picture of kind of, like, your story. Yeah. And so grew up in the church, had a relationship with God for a number of years. Yeah. You were actually in our youth group. Yeah. Um, and so, and you've seen a lot of mess in the church as well, mm-hmm. including my story. <laughs> so, so it's not a, not like you have this picture of the church. Christianity as this beautiful problemless, no place <laughs> you're like oh no 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 i always like joke that pks get to see the ugly the ugliest oh, yeah. side of church oh yeah it's just because we see all of the behind the scenes stuff yeah and it's like oh this isn't yeah. this isn't fun all the time yeah but kalina your dad's amazing he <laughs> you know what he is no, but he it, really is but he i mean really it was is. such a cool opportunity yeah. to watch like the actual like stuff go down but then watch how the church walked through it and that was something that i will always appreciate being a pk for yeah it's walking it out yeah watching it being walked out so you so you grew up in alaska Mm -hmm. born in hawaii born in alaska born in alaska Mm -hmm. but you're hawaiian but i am yep biological father yeah Mm -hmm. okay who is also a pastor now funny enough oh is he really (laughs) that's funny how funny is that does he, is he pastor of the church that, or does he work in the church that, Mm-mm. okay. In Hawaii, though? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, okay. Where in Hawaii? Cute little church in the hills. 
I can tell you where. Big Island or where? Maui. Maui, okay. Um, so, grew up in Alaska uh, all of your life. My entire life. My entire life. Um, and then your parents, your dad gets a job here mm-hmm. in Texas. I can't remember. Did you move with them or did you come after? I stayed behind in Alaska <coughs> for a couple of months and I moved in with Janae. Oh, okay. Best yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Um, and then we went and did YWAM together. Where'd you do YWAM at? We did YWAM in Switzerland and then did our uh, outreach in Egypt. Nice. I know. Egypt's one of those bucket lists. Yeah, I was definitely singing the Prince of Egypt soundtrack <laughs> as I'm like riding a camel by the pyramids. That's it's picturesque. <laughs> what a dream. Nice. Um, so then you, uh, okay, parents move here. You stay. So you're. How long were you? Because they moved in seventeen. They moved in. They moved the week after I graduated high school. Okay. And so I spent the summer there in Alaska. Okay. Without them, they moved in May 2017. Yeah. And then I didn't get here until February of 2018. Okay. After I finished YWAM. Okay. So you move here. <clears throat> you, uh, prior to moving here, have had boyfriends. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You seem Sorry. No, I was shocked. thinking of one in particular because okay. I was talking about YWAM and I was like, oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, some of them not the best, some of them fantastic, no. like mostly. I think I've only had like one that okay. was like good, <laughs> unfortunately. Out of, out of how many? Like, out of like three. Okay. Yeah. So two thirds. Two thirds. You're not bad. Just been. <laughs> Not, Not doing well. Okay. <laughs> so you, obviously, no more boyfriend. You come to Texas. What happened? Well, I feel like it's important to note that as amazing as YWAM was, I personally, this is not a dig on YWAM. I love YWAM. <laughs> I personally did not have a very good experience okay. at all. Um, yeah, there was a situation that went down with my boyfriend there and it was no bueno and I was not treated very kindly for it and it kind of made me lose my marbles a little bit okay um and I think that that is very important to note that that was like what I was walking with baggage wise when I came to Texas right I was angry I was angry at men then I was angry at like church leadership okay so um and I, I'm not going to get into the details of another situation, but you've had, you have had other situations mm-hmm. that were not healthy, that were not good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In, in terms of uh, romantic relationships, I'll say yeah, it that way. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and and I'm saying that like what you're saying, building into mm-hmm. coming yeah. here I and, and had... all the baggage that you. Yeah. I feel like when I tell my story, like, and I. Because it, it's a long story. Everyone's story is long. I you know. It's longer it's every like, year. You know how there are like the tick marks of like, oh, I can talk about this experience. Yeah. This is, I feel like I have a hundred. Sure. And so it's, anytime I tell it, people are like huh, a little overwhelmed by it because it's like, well, where do I even begin? Um, but yeah, I have not in my lifetime been treated the greatest yeah. by men. What, um... <clears throat> I guess what, what 
choices. I, I don't want to place blame on you for their no, stupidity, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, I know, like your dad. I know your dad was watching out for you, all of these things, but like, what choices did you make to be like, no, I am going to pursue these relationships, or were they pursued out of complete ignorance? Not, and I say ignorance as in like, I genuinely didn't know mm-hmm. who this person actually was, or. Yeah. I think for. For a lot of them, I feel like I was, I was, like, relationship-wise. Yeah. I think a lot of them, it was, like, not really understanding what love looked like. Yeah. And just kind of, like, equating it to be this, which was abuse and, mm. um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, and I thought that that's what it was. Yeah. And... You know, and it was up to me. It was my my problem to be able to get them from point A to point B. Oh, okay. that was my role oh, okay. as woman was to. So I hate to and... I hate to say it this way or like break it down to this, but like missionary dating. You know how like people are like, he's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show him. Which is really funny considering like some of who these people were. <laughs> I, but... they were they were. Boys who grew up in the church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I don't know the Switzerland one. Yeah. But, like, they're boys who grew up in the church who were... Boys who knew better. Theoretically pursuing God. Mm-hmm. Theoretically knew better. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you get to Texas. You have all this baggage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have uh, stuff. Um, what, so like, what did, what did you start doing while you were here? And like you're saying, even, even baggage with church leaders dealing with stuff from YWAM. And I would, uh, from what I understand, even stuff from our old church, yeah. you know? Um, so you get here, moving with your parents, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Moving with my okay. parents. I make a couple of friends. I do my best to get involved here and... Very, very quickly, I met somebody at a party okay. and ended up being in a relationship with them. Okay. Them being a woman. Okay. By the way. <laughs> you like, I was like, is she going to say it? Is she going to say it? And then you're like, like leaning into the microphone. <laughs> I didn't know how to gracefully put that. <laughs> you ease into that one. You. <laughs> Um, so you meet a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all like maybe I maybe lived here for two weeks. Right, right, right. When I, when right. I met her. So how did that like, how did, I, I, I'm curious to know like your mindset and how that played out. Like how, how do you go to a party? You're not looking for anyone because you have all these past wounds. Mm-hmm. How do you go to a party and you're like, you know what? I have an idea. No, literally that is exactly how Oh, it really? Yes. Okay. Okay. I was sitting there and I was like, you know what I'm yeah. gonna do, because men suck. <clears throat> like, which we do either way. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And I was like, you know what? Screw it all. Yeah. Like, I'm in a new state. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. And so I did. And so, did you move in with her like right away, or no. how did that? How did that work out that in your home? That didn't happen until a couple years later. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually don't know how, but I kept it a secret for okay. a long time. My close friends knew. Sure. Because she was a part of my friend group. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of them weren't happy about it. Yeah. Um, but they did their best to, like, love me through it. Okay. But it was a hard one because I basically showed up and put both fingers up to everybody and was mm-hmm. like, I hate the church. Yeah. Don't believe in it. This is who I am. This is who I love. And I assumed this identity. Okay. Like, very quickly. <clears throat> yeah. So what is that? So tell me about that. Like, what does assuming this identity mean? Well, it's like, I don't know. I feel like the LGBT community does a really good job of like, like, this is who you are. This is mm. the, like, the way that you're going to go okay. from here on out. So you are a lesbian, so you're going to dress like this. You're going to talk like this. Mm. You're going to do this, do that. And it was very easy okay. for me to just like. Oh, here we go! Like, a, yeah. like a fun little pastime. Do, I was gonna say, do they have like? Because I, I, you're not wrong. I mean, it, it feels very much like there's a there's a a twelve step program on how to become a lesbian, yes. and it's like very much like okay, here's where it starts, and like you're saying, mm-hmm. you it, homosexuality, gay, trans, whatever it is. I'm just saying, like, there seems to be like this twelve step program into. Mm-hmm. Once you've finished the 12 steps, no, this is your identity. This is who you are. Yeah. Um, so how did, what did that, like, tell me about that process. How did that roll out for you? I mean, it was, I feel like I became a completely, I did become a completely different person. I started dressing different, talking different. You know, I uh, accumulated different hobbies that I wasn't ever interested in before, but I'm suddenly, like, obsessed with now. Do you mind going into what some of those USWNT, were? USWNT, women's soccer. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love soccer. So I genuinely love soccer. I mean, yeah. I played when I was a kid, but sure. I wasn't ever, like, as gung-ho about right. it as I was right. a couple years ago. Right. But it's because most of the team is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Right. And the, or they're, they're, um, they do a lot of... Pro stuff. Pro stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? Like, what else, what other things did you start to becoming interested in that you're like, this was never... I don't know, man. Just okay. like <laughs> a lot of stuff. Okay. Okay. Different TV shows that I would watch that I would oh, okay. like never piqued my interest before, but because they would have like a like a gay character in it, yeah. I'd be like, "This is the best show." Okay. You know, like okay. obsessed with anything that was like at all in support of what I was doing. Okay. It was now my obsession. Okay. It was very strange. And had you? I mean, grown up anything like that? Had you ever been in any of that? type of stuff or not even I wouldn't even say approved of that but been like uh, well I don't know I don't know that's a hard one and I've come back to that a couple of times to where it was like did I ever experience any of this growing up no no no. I mean like any any of your new interests no yeah yeah because I couldn't care less about soccer when I was a kid other than playing it I mean and I didn't even care about playing it I was the one (laughs) picking daisies on the side I did not care. So it's you're a striker. Yeah, no, it was either I was very, very good or I just did not care. So kind of out of the blue, but it's funny that you put it as like a twelve step program because it it was very much lined up. Like, oh, you're a lesbian now. This is what you're gonna. So how does okay? So tell me about that because it's like I don't even know how I would find people in this community. The internet. 
Okay, so okay, was it through like social media? Was oh, it through? Yeah. Oh, okay. Very much. So, so how did media. that roll out? If like, do you <laughs> Facebook groups? I need an LGBTQ community like. Well, it kind of happened pretty, not quote unquote naturally. I had started a job, at a another local coffee shop, okay. and basically <laughs> everyone, everyone. Every, okay, okay. And so I was like, oh yay, found my place, found my friends. Okay. Like, this is what they're doing. I'm going to go do that with them. And yeah. So that's just how it happened. And also, my girlfriend had a ton, ton of friends, too. Okay. And so that her community became my community. So this wasn't, like, this wasn't her first female relationship? No. Okay. But it was yours? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're rolling down this lifestyle. You're kicking it into gear. Mm-hmm. So kind of explain the progression of how did you maybe in your maybe in your mind how did you justify or like no this is okay um and i'm still in relationship with god or at that point were you like well my thing is it was a well if if god is the god of love then god's gonna love me regardless Mm -hmm. um which God is going to love me. Period. Which is not wrong. It's not wrong, but it was, I'm not living in relationship with God, which is like what I'm doing now. So there mm-hmm. was a, a lacking in the in the context of what I was believing. Okay. okay. So my thing was, is like, okay, this feels right to mm-hmm. me. And so therefore God makes no mistakes. So God obviously put this in my life. Like, God made me this way. Okay. And so I'm not doing anything wrong. And so I had justified it in my head okay. to be like, well, God loves me. God made me. God made me perfect. So. This must be. This must be right. Okay. And I mean, I lived by that for years. So, so, um, this is a genuine question. So your dad's still a pastor. Mm-hmm. You still do have Christian friends. Any of them go, I don't know, Kona. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. And how did you defend? Because I'm pretty, I'm, I know some of your friends and I know your dad. I'm pretty sure they had some yeah. probably solid Bible verses to go along with their, their thoughts. So how did you, in your mind, justify that against what you know you had grown up with? Honestly, I... I would almost tune out okay. what they would say. Okay. Because it was, you guys just don't get it. You guys don't understand. Mm-hmm. You guys, like, have not been through what I've been through to understand okay. what I'm going through now. Yeah. And so I just, I would tune them out. But I had had multiple conversations with one of my very near and dear friends mm-hmm. who was such a like a he's very picturesque in my mm-hmm. like coming back story because mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he would very lovingly be like hey I know you don't want to hear this anymore but like this is what I'm reading like this mm-hmm. came up in like a devotional like I feel like this is good like mm-hmm. could apply to you like if not that's yeah. okay yeah. but but I would just tune him out and my my why parents, would you? Why would you still be friends with him? 
Why were you still friends with him? Yeah, I mean, he was my best friend. We did everything together. Yeah, but you guys disagreed on this. Well, it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people are friends with people that they disagree with. But No, 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 I, I know. It, I'm just like, curious. Disagreeing like, with my entire lifestyle. Your identity, mm-hmm. essentially. Yes. You, you're friends with a person who's disagreeing with your identity. It just became something that we didn't talk about. Oh, okay. You know, okay. it was... It Would was, it be not talked about outside of, here's like one thing? Yes. Okay. Unless it was like a, like a real deal discussion, yeah. quote unquote. It just wasn't talked about. Okay. Okay. And because I mean that's hard. We were, whenever you're a teenager, that's hard to just like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, do you want to have a serious conversation? Have a serious, serious conversation. And so, he he did his darn best, and it worked eventually. You're here two weeks. You hide your relationship for several months. Mm-hmm. You, your parents, before they find out or before you tell them? Before, well, it was kind of like a find out, tell them situation. Like what happened? It was like they got a phone call from somebody and they were like, they're saying this. Is that true? Me being like, um, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how did that conversation go down? Oh, gosh. I feel like I kind of blocked it out because it was it was not a good conversation. <laughs> it wasn't a <laughs> a grace filled <laughs> loving conversation. Of course, feel, it, feel good conversation of was the year. Like yeah, no, it was a great time. I think back on it with great fondness. Um, no, it was horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it was like it was the feeling of getting caught. Yeah, you know, and which is like one of those your gut thing, drops like, to your butt. Oh my god. No, I know. Didn't eat for like days after it was <laughs> traumatic. <laughs> so, okay, so how did so from that conversation? Obviously, they disagreed with mm-hmm. your choices. Um, moving in, how did that play out? Well, did they kick you out of the house? You no, because like, okay. I was I had moved out in September of that year. Okay. And so I lived with them for a couple of months while it was still going on. And then I got my own place with a couple of my friends. Okay. Um, okay. So not my own place, but yeah. a place. With outside. Without it, yeah. Them there. Yeah. So I was already living outside of their home okay. for a couple of months. And okay. so there really wasn't anything that they could do. Right. Not that I they would have, like, punished me for it. Like, you're grounded. Yeah. They couldn't. I was right. in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> it's too yeah. late. Um. But it was a, it was not a fun conversation to have. Right. I, growing up, my dad, I feel like I love my dad, love Mm -hmm. him. Like, I think he's the greatest man on the face of the planet. So just knowing how disappointed and heartbroken he was. Right. In me. Devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I basically lived to please okay. my dad. I just wanted to, like, be the best kid, get the best grades, right. serve in any capacity at church. Right. To, like, like be that kid. And so to know that I'm, like, not anymore, that was, ooh, yeah. that was rough. <laughs> right. That well, was yeah. rough. But conversation I'm... itself was, I mean, 
I think you can imagine it was, well, we don't believe in this. Right. That is a lie. You're living a lie. Which, I don't know. I give my parents a lot of grace because I'm sure I wouldn't. If I was a parent, I don't know how I would handle that. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I have a better idea now after yeah. living it. But, yeah. gosh, I cannot imagine being my parents. So, so how did... <sighs> What did you do with that conversation? Like, I mean, obviously you didn't stop. So what did you do with that conversation? I just let it hurt. You know, let what they said hurt. Okay. Because it's like, in the moment, because that was my truth. That was my identity. And Mm -hmm. they were directly attacking and disapproving of who I was Mm -hmm. at that point. Um, And that was painful. And we just really didn't talk anymore. Okay. It was, I think I would call my mom every once in a while just to tell her about my day. But other yeah. than that, we didn't talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah. And you have, you have sisters. Yeah. Right. And so did they know at this point? Or? Um, one of them knew. Um, and then my middle sister found out from friends. Okay. Um, how much in this lifestyle, how much does particularly people you know who would disagree with you, what does secrecy, like, what role would secrecy play in it? Like, what did it play in for you? I mean, it was, my whole relationship was a secret for the majority. Like, that first year was a, a hidden secret. Yeah. But then there were the people that knew. Honestly, I don't know how, like, we kept it so low-key for so long because I felt like everybody knew, mm-hmm. and my parents didn't. And this is a small town. This is a small yeah. town of Burnett, so I'm like, I'm still, like, shocked that they didn't find out yeah. sooner. Um, they probably did. But, I mean, I don't know. Secrecy was, like, what we survived on. It was. And how that, So like, whatever, what did that do to you? Oh, it ate me alive. Okay. Because it was, I don't know, before my parents found out, it was, like like, hiding a huge... Like, for me, it wasn't even, like, hiding my truth. It was mm-hmm. more like, I know that when you find out, you are going to be so heartbroken over it, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm not ready for it. Right. Because it wasn't even, like, like oh, they're going to kick me out. Oh, they're going to do this. They're going to kick me off the family plan. It was, like, I'm going to break my mom's heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was... Pra- pragmatic stuff aside. Yeah. So, you are, why, what ended up making you want to move in, kind of, like, solidify this deal? Like, move back in at the beginning of 2020? No, 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 move in with your girlfriend. Mm. Well, it wasn't, it was like a, like a weird part-time thing. So, I would live with my parents on the weekends. So, I'd okay. come home and do laundry. Okay. And then leave. Okay. For the week. Oh, wait, that's right, because you had an apartment with your friends. So I had an apartment with my friends, and then at the, maybe the end of, gosh, timeline, maybe the end of 2019, I moved back Mm -hmm. in with my parents. Okay. So all my stuff. Do you mind turning the AC off over there? So sorry. How dare you? (laughs) I know. Ah! (laughs) Thank you so much. That's so nice, too. I know. So at the end of 2019. Yeah. I, my lease is up in my apartment, so I had to move back in with my parents. At this time, she had just bought a house. Okay. And the plan was that I was going to move into the house, period. And then 
things got shady and she was like, no, you're not. Okay. And then I, it was one of those situations where I would just be there and never leave. Okay. And so it was like we quote unquote lived together, but right. it was not like a, like an official, like an official here thing. I am on the, on the lease or whatever. Yeah. So, but when it all ended is whenever I like, cause I had all my stuff there. Okay. And packed all my stuff and put it back in my parents' house. And I was okay. like, hey, I'm back full time. <laughs> so, but before before we get to the ending, you start out on this 12-step program yeah. to becoming full owning of... Full-blown. Full-blown lesbian path. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. using the accurate words. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so... On this 12-step path, you said you started out with, I found a community of people who accepted me. I found a community of people who showed me kind of like this journey. By the end of it, and I hope I'm not like giving away the punchline, you were like eaten up with an anxiety. And Mm -hmm. so what is that like? So starting off, you're over here and you're like, no, they're accepting of me to full-blown living anxious mm-hmm. and and um and what all came with that anxiety well because for the majority because i feel like the really it, it wasn't just a bad relationship because mm-hmm. it was not a right relationship it right. was also just a very toxic relationship sure it was i mean there was so many things there so, so much <laughs> Gosh, it was just not good at all. And so it was... Which is true of any relationship. Yeah. On top of it, all of this. Well, because it was... There was so much pressure to make it... Because, like, this is what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I am this, and so this has to work. And so whenever it, like, was obviously falling apart and Mm -hmm. it was not good, like... I went back into my my missionary state where it was like, I have to do whatever it takes to make it work because I've already dug myself so far into this hole that like, it's you and me down here, so we're going to make it work. And oh my gosh, it was was hell on earth. Yeah. And it was like, I was riddled with anxiety constantly because my, it was like an obsession. Yeah. And so if she like wasn't, like 100% giving me full attention or texting me, affirming me that like, this is okay. We're doing the right thing. I was right. losing my mind. Okay. Losing my mind. Cause it was like, I feel like every day it was a constant battle in my head of like, like lies versus truth <clears throat> or like this versus that every right. single day. I didn't have a waking moment where I wasn't in sheer constant panic mm. of even just like, I feel like most of my days, my panic was, what if I'm wrong Hmm. and I like, and I don't make it like to see Jesus. Yeah. You know, like what if I don't make it? So you thought this was like a thing that could potentially be like, this is, this is like a no comeback kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Which I I imagine, especially growing up in the church, there's probably just a little bit of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. It was eating me alive. I No, seriously. And I feel like you watch the progression of like I lost 40 pounds. My hair is falling out. I still missing teeth from it. Yeah. Cause couldn't eat, couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. It was insanity. It was going insane. But that was like, 
slow. This didn't you didn't like wake up and you're like, oh no, I'm filled with anxiety. No, it was from day one. Okay. Day one. Even with the acceptance of them. Mm-hmm. Of like my friends, but that didn't really matter to me. It was like I could if if you don't accept me, I'll find another friend. Yeah. It was like what if God doesn't accept me? You know, that oh, was a okay. constant, constant pain. Got it. Because that was what I justified it with, as I was doing the right thing because God loves me and he wouldn't, like, condemn me. Right. For doing what I feel is right. Okay. And so it was every single day. Every single day. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it was yeah. hell. <laughs> Even though you had a community of people saying this was the right yes. thing. I imagine that would make you feel very um, tossed about. Yes. Mentally. I felt like I was living in like like a wash cycle for okay. two years. Okay. Oh goodness. That, that that's horrible. Just <laughs> like, like that. drowning and then coming up for air yeah. and then getting thrown against the wall. Oh. Yeah. No, I, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it was not fun. I okay. think a part of me knew exactly what I was supposed to do and had to okay. do but it was like i don't know i feel like it was such a pride thing because okay. it was like no i'm right i'm right this yeah. is right and in my heart my soul it was like no it's not girl okay. and so it was like do you okay do you feel like you had a moment kalena where it's like and i've had the reason i'm asking this is i've had this a few days in my life mm-hmm. where it's like I wake up that day and that day I'm at a crossroads. You, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's like I, I'm I'm at a crossroads. Today is a day I choose. I'm going to fully embrace whatever or I have to find something different. Mm-hmm. You, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And what did you have that day or those days or... There was, like, a day in particular. I, I think it was actually, like, the night before I ended things okay. with her. Uh, we had gotten into a pretty big fight. All we did was fight. So we were fighting. And we went to bed, and I had a dream. Um, and I, was, I had a dream of my wedding. Okay. And I was, like, married to a blurry-faced man. Mm-hmm. So it was quite obvious that I had made it out Mm -hmm. and I was dancing with my dad Mm. which was like a a, like something that would haunt me Mm -hmm. throughout that whole thing because I love my dad Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things that I had dreamed of my entire life like I only want a wedding one day so I can dance with my dad like that's (laughs) like my dream I don't even care about anything else yeah and so I had a dream of that Hmm. and I don't know. I woke up and I was like, just overcome with grief, hmm. and like my, my like heart felt like it was beating out of my chest, like I was so heartbroken. Hmm. And I was looking over the course of my life over the last two years, and I was like, for what? Like I did all this for what? Yeah. Like, like I'm not having a good time. She's not even having a good time. My parents are over here devastated yeah and i've like i've caused all this mess and gained nothing yeah and like i like my only solution at that point was like i just gotta like end it Hmm. like 
living. Yeah. And it'll solve everyone's problems. Yeah. You know, it'll, like, she'll escape this relationship. My parents will get over it. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And so it was like, and and I'll just find out for myself if I make it in or not. Yeah. And, yeah, so I had, like, fully settled in the fact that I was going to end it all that day. Okay. And then I got a call from my mom. (laughs) Okay. And she's like, hey, like, just want to let you know, like, I love you and I'm making this and such and such for dinner. Hmm. And I'm just like in a weeping mess because I'm like, Mom, I nearly drew, drove off a bridge. Oh. Thank you for inviting me to dinner. Yeah. But yeah, wow. it, that, but, but that was like one of the moments. I feel like I was lucky enough to have like 15 moments in like three days. Sure. Where it was like God being like, confirmation confirmation yeah. like i'm still here i'm still listening i've yeah. still got a plan for you i had people come up to me like yeah. and be like hey i feel like god wants you to come home don't know what that means yeah where i'm like i know what that means <laughs> i know exactly, <laughs> I know exactly, what, that exactly means. Yeah. what that means so i want to tease this a little bit because you you tell that whole side of your story in the testimony yeah and so i'm gonna link the testimony to this podcast so you don't you don't have to share all of that now it's actually just a little bit of a teaser Mm -hmm. um but what i do want to ask you about is so um there are ways that god has designed us Mm -hmm. one of those one of many you know we're just talking about sex gender others how to work responsibly without becoming a workaholic or becoming lazy. Um, All of these things in relationships, there are healthy ways that God has designed us to Mm -hmm. live. And then there's unhealthy things that we do, right? And so in this um, lifestyle, from your own story, and so this is completely anecdotal, but in my own research and people I've talked to and shared with, like anxiety seems to be the number one. If I had to like do a diagnostic, like there's unresolved things in the heart Mm -hmm. that produces a desire to find fulfillment, satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Um, Boys didn't work out, so we'll try girls. Mm -hmm. Um, and embracing that lifestyle, then it's like an added symptom of anxiety. Is that a fair? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so how, I guess, what are your thoughts? What are things from your own story that you saw that helped? Like you said, you said they were, they were God saying, hey, I'm still here. But what were things that people did to be like, Kona, some of them, and you made now looking back on it be like that was so beneficial when you were like so in my face about this or not i mean Mm -hmm. i guess that's my question is like what is it yeah that you're like no i i really appreciate them reaching out or whatever something that i found out this year was my parents had an army of Mm. people Mm. interceding on my behalf Mm -hmm. so people i didn't know yet that i'm now close to which is Mm. very funny um, praying for me, like in a group of people, w- yeah. on like a weekly basis. I had no yeah. idea, and I feel like I feel like a lot of people give an eye roll whenever mm. they're like, "What's one thing that like people did for you?" 
and I tell them they prayed for me. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, I feel like people might underestimate the power of prayer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, y'all, without it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. And because I feel like that is what, like, as much of a, a turmoil as it was, it was, I, I truly believe that, like, that is what got my head spinning of being like, well, what if, what if, like, yeah. what if this isn't right? Yeah. Like, what if God still does have a plan for me? And so yeah. that is what got the gear spinning in order for me to finally make it mm-hmm. to a destination. Do you think this is a subject that is dealt with by facts and apologetics? Or is there more to it than that? I feel... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of work to do. Because I feel Uh like it's either one that churches either hit way too hard Hmm. and wrong or do nothing. Hmm. And... Or fully embrace yeah or fully and that's not right either yeah and so i feel like this is such a touchy subject and because there is only one right answer Mm -hmm. and that is truth Mm -hmm. but it's how we go about truth that i feel like a lot of people haven't figured out yet which it's (laughs) i'm a box person i love things in boxes Mm And I think that's the hard part, right, is I want to deal with this subject in this one way so that I can, for myself, check it off. Check it off. I know how it is. Now I have, can deal with this subject mm-hmm. in this way. But the longer I walk, the longer I walk with the Holy Spirit, the more I'm recognizing I have to be in tune with him moment by moment. Moment by moment. <laughs> there's, unfortunately... Not a clear checklist for me. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a hard one. Yeah. Because I know even I've been in positions Yeah. where it's like, like, can you please talk to this person? Mm-hmm. They're going through what you went through. And I'm like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what to say. It's a hard one. And yeah. It's something that I'm still like, okay, and if I were to put be put in this position, like, what do I say? Like, what would I want to hear? Yeah. And, yeah. But it's still hard because I didn't want to hear anything right. when I was in it. Right. And, and anybody who did try to tell me anything got, like, verbally punched in the face. Like, right. And so I'm like, um, it's still one that I'm having a hard time trying to figure out sure. how to, like, be, like, share truth and, yeah. like, while still loving them yeah because it is such it is like it is their truth you know that's and i speak from my own experience like you couldn't have told me anything else yeah like nothing you could have said or like done would have changed how i felt about it it was like 100 percent a like a like a god thing yeah yeah that was supported by all of these people speaking truth to me in a matter that i think that was perfectly orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so I guess that is one thing is prayer and then being incredibly sensitive to yeah. the Holy Spirit and what he's wanting you to say and when and how and Right. Yeah, that's a struggle. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Um so with that uh so in in my own journey um I've shared I've been in addiction to pornography and with that and what I chose to l- look at, watch, um, 
there was a season in my life where I really thought about like uh, dealing with that uh, of m because some of the pornography I watched and and some of the opportunities I had led me down the path of homosexuality mm-hmm. and um it's one of those uh, sex pornography gender and all of this combined I know in my own mind has been something I've had to battle intentionally like I don't do it accidentally or mm-hmm. oh man I woke up one day and all of my temptations are gone yeah, <laughs> you know for sure. and so what are some intentional things that you have noticed that you've had to do to be like no this is who I am mm-hmm. like today in God's image this is who I really am um, I think an important thing is making a point to spend time with the Lord on the da- on a daily basis because mm-hmm. it it'll set my heart, set my mind in the right place to be mm-hmm. able to like go about my day because this is 2021. Mm-hmm. Like it's everywhere mm-hmm. and it, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. They want it to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it, it is incredibly difficult, you know, but it's intentional. And so it's like if I like were to see something on social media, mm-hmm. I will like a quick swipe away. Yeah. You know, and. Or I'm not on social media, so. <laughs> or just delete all social media apps. Um, but it is just like being mindful yeah. of. Like if I know that they're like in a TV show, if there's going to be something mm-hmm. like that I know is going to like trigger. Yeah. I don't like using yeah. that word. No, I know what you mean though. Like trigger something yeah. in me, I won't watch it. Yeah. So it's just being wise with what mm. I consume. Okay. Um, and then also who I hang out with. Okay. Um, like unfortunately, being like I have the, I feel like the rare opinion mm-hmm. nowadays for my age group. Mm-hmm. I am the anomaly. Yeah. And so finding friends who agree with me is difficult. Hmm. Um. And so it's. I've gotten in plenty of discussions where it's like, you're a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, eh, I can understand why you think that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I promise I'm not, yeah. but I just, I lived it. Yeah. And so I, I know. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> right. And so. It's it's something you have to, and again, this is with any, anything I would consider unnatural to how God designed us. Again, could be work, could be dealing with alcohol, could be dealing with whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> that even parenting uh, anyways I have so many thoughts and examples in my head anyways anything dealing with a way that is unnatural to how God designed us at some point I've had to um, anchor myself in something outside of me and outside of my thoughts and like what you were saying I, I really appreciate that a community of people who are outside of you mm-hmm. Um it could be scripture, it could be prayer, it could be, you know, whatever it is, but an anchor. And this is with any subject. I mean, it's any subject. Yeah. In, and like, yeah. I would not have gotten through it if I didn't have a massive community of people yeah. that were so gung ho for my homecoming. Yeah. You know, like I have like a long list of people Yeah. that. I could call and be like, I need you to pray for me right now. Yeah. And they would. You know, like, I have those people 
Yeah. And that is massively important awesome. to like completely submerge yourself in truth and yeah. then truth minded people. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is it's good. Like keystone. We could I could I have so many more questions. I got to put a caboose on this train though. <laughs> um Thank you so much, Clenna. You're welcome. So fantastic. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, guys, like I said, I'm going to link to the her her testimony where she shares a lot more into some of the other steps that she went into um, toward helping her. More, most importantly, come back to God. Yeah. Right. Your exactly. relationship with Him, Clenna. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. What happened when they found out? Well, hold on. Hey guys, it's me. It's Kalena. I'm just chilling here. I'm having a good old time. I'm drinking a lot of water out of an octopus mug. It's a great time. I'm having a great time. Answering some pretty invasive questions. I'm kidding. They're not invasive. Okay. I'm happy to be here. 